Hi, I'm Jen. And I'm Jen. Welcome to Marginalia Mailbag. Where we answer your emails and questions. Woohoo! Special bonus episode. It's a new thing for us. We have emails. We want to talk back to you guys. Yeah. I would like to begin by acknowledging the Green Guy and Daru people, traditional custodians of the land where I'm recording today, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. And I would also like to acknowledge Tangata Finua of Tifanganui Tara, where I'm recording today. Yay! It's a beautiful freezing cold day and I am very happy that we got emails and I am so excited to talk to you about our emails because they've been making me so happy. They're lovely aren't they? It's so nice to hear from people and if you do want to share your thoughts as well do send them in because we can do another one of these and we can talk about more emails which would be so lovely. And argue with us like we're not going to be mad if you have a different take on something. The whole point is that we all have a different perspective on it. Yeah, absolutely. We don't all have to like the same things. That's one of the joys in life. So let's talk about that. So anytime you feel like you wish said something that you vehemently disagree with, <laughs> let us know. Hello at marginaliapod.com. We'll argue it out. <laughs> yeah, or at least we'll give you space to say how you feel about it, which is just as important, I think. It's mm, good to absolutely. be able to talk back. Yeah. I think we, you know, we'll definitely be missing things as well. So that would be cool to hear too, if people think we've missed something and a theme or a particular point of view, that would be cool. So, yeah. Send it to our little hobbit mailbox. Yeah, isn't it cute? So cute. Little hobbit. It's one of my photos. I actually <laughs> took that. I love hobbiton. I know, it's so, so good. Yeah. It's hard not to take all the photos when you're there. It's so picturesque. I know. It's so good. Anyway, we should get on to the emails. Otherwise, we'll just talk about yeah, hobbits yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> so our first email is from friend of the pod, Bethany. And she started reading Scorpio Races and then listened to a few of the episodes. And then she wrote in to tell us how she was going and also to tell us like what she was cooking, which is amazing. And I love Bethany's cooking. So that made me very happy. But she had a slight contradiction, which I love. So she, was, she just listened to a few episodes and she said... Jen D will be totally unsurprised to hear that I'm going to be a little contrary and say that I actually had a lot of sympathy for Gabe while reading. Yeah, he's an adult and he picked a crappy way to tell his siblings he's leaving, but he's also pretty young and grieving his parents and the loss of the life he was probably about to have when they died. And grief messes you up. I'm not excusing him. I'm just saying that as I read, my heart was going out to him. Maybe it's an oldest sibling thing. I am with you on loving Finn, though. Definitely. Um, Mm. So we did come around on Gabe, didn't we? Yeah, Gabe's an interesting one because he, I think because we meet him from Puck's point of view and she's really struggling with him, we sort Mm. of fall into that kind of same attitude towards him where we're Uh just really frustrated with the way that he's behaving. But you know, as we saw more of his motivations and his interactions with his friends, you sort of saw that there was no other option for him but to leave this be. Like, he wouldn't have been happy if he stayed. There was no other way. And so, yeah, I did come around him. I still think he did a poor job communicating, though. Yeah, and making Puck so frustrated when everything is already frustrating for Puck. Yeah, you know that scene in the pub where he just wouldn't talk to her and wouldn't even look at her? Just so frustrating. I've had those arguments with people and you just feel like they're sea-lioning you or they're straw manning you or something where the argument is about all of the other things and not the thing it actually needs to be about and that was it feels like a betrayal Mm. when it's someone you love and trust yeah so I think Gabe's you know he he does come around and we we do get to see that he actually talks to Puck about it and like the conversation is such a non-issue when they actually have it it's just like he finally is able Mm. to make her understand and it took like five minutes 
Yeah, it's all this angst building up to it. But if he just pulled the band-aid off at the start, it would have saved them so much pain. But he just avoided it completely, just didn't go home, just mm. ignored it and hoped it would go away. Yeah, definitely older sibling solidarity there. And I know that Bethany and I have had lots of conversations about the way you feel as an older sibling. Um, and Bethany mentioned something about the colors, which is your, that was one of the things you picked up on. Yeah, so that's one of the things I, I noticed in our first episode, that there was a lot of reference to the colour of Thisbe and a lot of reference to, you know, different things and that drew back to Puck and Sean as well. And then Bethany made the comment that once she started noticing colours, she kept noticing them even more, which I think is really great to hear because until we read it closely, it's not something that I noticed at all in the book, but it feels quite present and prominent once you see it. So that was cool to see that being picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your emails, Bethany. Keep sending them. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. All right. Whose email should we talk about next? Well, we got an anonymous email, which is quite exciting. Shall we talk about that one? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, so I really liked this one. <laughs> the thing that really caught me about this email was the person who wrote it said, from the first episode, it's so clear to see not only your love of literary things, but also your insight and intelligence as you work through the different topics, elements, themes of the first book. I have to admit, much of the time it goes over my head, but I really enjoyed listening to you pull things apart and show me the things that I've missed, which is so lovely because it's like we really like I really love dissecting a book. I really love taking it apart mm -hmm. and looking at how it all fits together. And there's a post going around on Tumblr at the moment that talks about the difference between being critical and literary criticism. And like just being critical is taking a watch and breaking it with a hammer, but literary criticism is about taking the watch apart, seeing how it works, and then putting it back together. And I like to think mm -hmm. that we're taking the watch apart and looking at all the components and then putting it back together. So it's nice to hear that we're succeeding there. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> it's really lovely. Thank you. We're just so aglow in these beautiful compliments. Our Anon goes on to say, we'll definitely be recommending this podcast to all my English teacher friends out there. <laughs> so if you have someone in your life who's an English teacher and you think they might enjoy this, please, please send them the link because I would love to talk to English teachers about the books that we're covering. I would love to talk to English teachers in general. They were my jam when I was in high school, so... Absolutely agree. And I think especially because, um, you know, we plan so far ahead and we've got quite a bit of YA coming up. So, you know, the English teachers should be all over that because we are going to be reading age appropriate books. <laughs> I think we have 13 planned out right now. So exciting. This I know it is really exciting. <laughs> I will show you when we conclude our mailbag exactly what came to the post today and you'll be excited too. See, this is the thing with us. Like we're doing this and we're we're dissecting it, but it's just because we're massive nerds yeah. and we just want to. Like, we just want to. We're going to read all these books exactly. and pull them apart because we love them. They hurt us. So joyful. And we hurt them back by taking them to pieces, but in a good way. It's a good hurt. Yeah, and I think we learn, a like, I've certainly found that we've talked about it before, how quickly we read and we're fast readers. And I was always quite proud of how quickly I could read. But now I find that I'm spending so much more time, like, I will actually sit and go back and read, you know, I'll speed through a page and then I'll go, no, no, wait. And I'll go back and reread mm -hmm. a paragraph just to make sure that I've really got the nuance of it and that yeah. I really understood what it's trying to say rather than just, like, skipping through. So I, I, it's definitely changed the way I read, which I love. I think it's great. I love that. I've noticed that for myself, too, that I'm now spending a bit more time. I'm not just blitzing through stuff. Unless it's something I know that I'm allowed to blitz through. I will say that with a lot of romance novels, I just 
right through them. But if I'm reading something that I know is going to feed me a bit, then I will take my time with it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, it's the feeding. So I was reading a book today and I got about halfway through and I'm like, there's nothing for me in this book. And I just sort of, you know, just read. Like, it was fine. It's a lovely book. It's a three star book. It's perfectly pleasant. It's just not giving me anything. So I wanted to finish it, but I didn't want to spend more time on it than I necessarily needed to. So I was just like, skip, 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 done. Fair enough. Sometimes that's the way of it. But you're much braver than me. I will suffer through a book and you're more like, I'll just not finish it. if you. I feel guilty if I don't finish a book. Or I'll just be like, I'm not going to read the duology. I'm not going to read the second book. I'm done with this story. <laughs> I sometimes feel an obligation to do that. That's I, Right now I am going through all of my duologies where I've read the first one but not the second one. So that's my like July goal, I guess. I'm slightly infuriated because... I got all these books out from the library. Three of them I got out a week before the other, so I want to read them first so I can return them. Anyway, one of them is like part of a series, the one I'm supposed to read next, and now I'm just looking at it going, oh, must we go down this road? Do I even want to start it? But we'll give it a go. Yeah. You can always skip if you don't like it. That's right. Do you want to read the next email? So our next email came from Mero, friend of the pod and long, long, long time friend of mine. We actually went to high school together. So it's really sweet that she is listening and to I our pod. And I briefly worked with her too, which is just another way that you and I should have been friends. Like this is part of the yeah together is that I worked with Mero and she went to school with you yeah and it's great because she says in her email that she's actually a non-fiction reader so she hasn't read the Scorpio races and I think it's really great she says I'll just read it I haven't read the Scorpio races but I appreciate your chapter recaps and your take on each character their relationships and storyline so I think that's cool like it's really nice to know that even if you haven't read it you know, you're getting enough from it. You can follow the story through mm-hmm. our recaps mm-hmm. and then you can still get involved with the characters. Um, she also said, thank you for unpacking each character's personality and motives as I can visualize their conversations, bringing the story to life. So that's really cool. Like we can sort of bring that story to life. We can dissect it. We can add things. And, you know, you don't have to read it because you prefer nonfiction. And that is fine. <laughs> I love that we have people who read all sorts of things. Oh, it's great. There's so many books. Like, and there's so many genres and variety out there. When we like, Because I can't read all the books in the world, I like to hear from people who read things that I don't read, so I can mm. still feel like I'm getting a little bit from that. Yeah, same. Thank you, Mero. She also acted on one of your recommendations. <laughs> I think it must have been episode one. Yeah. Where you talked about these delicious chips, and Mero went out the next day and tried the chips, and she says that they were delicious and you were onto it. So... Let's do more of those. Yay. All right. Well, I'll put in my local recommendations and friends of the pod. Just hit us up. We'll tell you where we went. We might not want to advertise (laughs) our exact location to everybody in the world, but if we know who you are, we'll tell you where we're eating. Yeah. Or you can just email us and we'll let you know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, And we have one from Liz, who we also both know, although I know Liz through you. And she has got questions for us, which is amazing. Love them. Love questions. Questions for us to answer. So first, she wanted to know, how do we establish the themes? Which is a good question. (laughs) So yeah, how we establish the themes. Um, We pick from a list. So we have our master list of themes. And we originally started with the Harry Potter and the Sacred Text list of themes. But then we kind of developed our own. I basically took the ones I like from that and then added a bunch. And then I put it into a big PDF. We do like a collaborative chat where we kind of bounce themes back and forth off each other. And then... Once the chapter summaries are written up, we tend to assign the ones that we've picked for that book to each section. Yeah. 
So we'll have a conversation when we've chosen a book, basically going, which of these feel right that fit this book? And then, yeah, we'll go through the chapter summaries and pick the themes that fit the chapters. And sometimes that works and sometimes it's a bit harder to find the theme. But I think it's really cool to still have that focus for each chapter and trying to look for it. Yeah, I don't ever go into a reading without knowing what I'm looking for. Yeah. And of course, now that we have like an overarching theme for the text as well, so that we kind of choose, what do we think is one of the main themes of the book? Mm. What fits? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been really fun. And we're, uh, don't tell anyone, but we're actually on book four at the moment. Um, But like we've done this for (laughs) four books now, so we're pretty comfortable with it. I think it's working. Yeah, I really enjoy it. One theme per week, but an overarching theme. I think it's probably going to be what we do from here on out. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Liz also wants to know what has surprised us most about this process. I think for me it's just how much I enjoy it, which sounds crazy. But when you start something like this, you know, we sort of threw out the idea. Let's just chat about it. We love Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Let's try and do something like that. Now, as you've mentioned, secret hush hush, we're on book four. I would never (laughs) have thought we would keep doing it. I thought we'd probably read one book and then be like, yeah, you know, but this is such a vital part of my week it's so important for me to have this time with you every Saturday I get so much out of it I feel like it's completely revitalized my relationship with reading and with writing as well like it's Mm. really I think why I'm having this renaissance and creativity and that's just so cool and I get to do it with you which is just how amazing that's my favorite part is that I get to hang out with you every week and I think the most surprising thing about it is, is that I am super bad at just maintaining friendships not because I don't want to but because I have ADHD and it just doesn't occur to me to do it so the fact that we schedule it and it's like a sacred time for us just means that I it's a given I know that we're gonna have this time and if we can't we communicate about it and we can make it happen a different day yeah so I think that's one of the best things about it but the most surprising thing for me is how much I actually really enjoy getting back into like thinking about this stuff in a deep and meaningful way it feels like there's a muscle in my brain that hasn't been used for a while and it's flexing a bit, which I love. Oh, that's so great. Mm, it is. Yay. Um, another question. Is there a book one of you really wants to tackle but the other is less keen on? Mm, I don't know. So I did, I think I briefly suggested or just threw it out there. I said Good Omens and you were a bit hesitant about that I one. was, I was. Which I, th- I still think would be a fun one. Good Omens is a really great text on its own, so and it's very different. Um, yeah, I'd say I'm ambivalent more than, like, resistant. Yeah. I feel like if we both love it, we'll know, and so I'm kind of going mm-hmm. off a lot of intuition. Like, oh, we both love that idea. Let's do that. Yeah, because when we suggest a book that the other one really loves, we're both really into it. There's no kind of moderating, you know? We just both mm-hmm. jump on it. So when there's a book yeah. being suggested and the other one's like, oh, yeah, we could do that. It's not that we don't like the book. It's just maybe <laughs> yeah, we're not that enthused. <laughs> yeah, and I think my answer for that would be probably Places No One Knows, which I think is such an interesting book. But I think you read it once and you were kind of like, yeah, it's okay. Um, but it hasn't like caught yeah. you the same way that it caught me. Yeah. So both books are worth reading, though. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And Liz wraps up by saying she'd love to hear a season on a Rainbow Rowell book. Which is um, great that you say that because you'll be very happy is all I'm going to say. Just got to hang in there. It's on the list. Yeah. (laughs) It is. uh, We might even say that we're very involved with that particular commitment right now. So. Yeah. 
It's yeah. coming, Liz. It's coming. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for everyone who emailed. Hello at marginaliapod.com. Please send us your thoughts. We love to hear them. Yeah. Thoughts, suggestions, criticisms, any old thing. We're open to all of it. Absolutely. We'd love to see our little mailbox fill up. It's such a good feeling. And, you it know, lovely. we actually, we absolutely actually have the opportunity that we can respond to everybody so you know your odds are good if you really want to chat (laughs) that we will chat back that's true (laughs) that's so true and yeah i just i love hearing that people are enjoying the vibe of the pod as well so Mm. you know we've our anonymous friend said that we had a good chill vibe (laughs) and it's just like people chatting which is my personal favorite podcast is just feeling like you're part of a friendship group and listening to friends talk and like you're part of the conversation so that's how I want our listeners to feel and they can be part of the conversation too the best part about it is that we get to hang out but we're not exclusive we'll hang out with all of you guys (laughs) that's why we put it out there in the world that's the spirit everyone can share into it and, and be part of it so yeah it's been so nice to just have this space and I'm glad that other people are enjoying it too yeah and finding some value out of it too It's so great. Reading is great. Books are great. What more could you want in life? A library card and like a sofa and you're set, really. The dream. Although don't do what I did and (laughs) reserve 16 books from the library and force them to email you being like, what are you doing? Please come get your books, you weirdo. And also you're not going to read this in four weeks. And I was like, challenge accepted. So now I'm in a bit of a weird battle with my local library. But it's fine. It's fine. We're going to get through it. <laughs> it's going to be great. This is what happens when a Slytherin goes to the library. Yeah. And now, of course, I can't renew them either because that would be a concession. So I have to just get through them. I've already read one. I reckon I can do two more by the weekend. Then I can go return them. Then it, like only, what, 13 more to go? Yeah. Totally doable. Totally doable. <sighs> okay, it's fine. <laughs> I'll update everyone on my progress. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and listening to us. It's been really fun. And thank you for emailing. We love to hear from you. Yeah, we look forward to engaging with more of you and some more questions, recommendations even. Send them our way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we should sign off. Great. We'll chat again soon. All right. Speak to you all soon. Bye. Thanks for joining Jen D and Jen B for this very special mailbag episode. Marginally Pod is written, edited, and produced by Jen D and Jen B with additional editing and production support from Simon B. If you enjoy listening, please let us know by sending an email to hello at marginallypod.com. The intro and outro music is by Scott Buckley. For the full show notes and additional content, please visit www.marginaliapod.com. Thank you for listening.